Welcome to the Late Night Fright. I am Dan. And I am Faith. We have a good one tonight. We do. We do. We have a new movie we're talking about tonight, too. We don't usually talk about new movies. It's very rare. This is the Late Night Fright horror and sci-fi movie podcast, but tonight we're not talking about a horror film or a sci-fi film. Someone who might be a little horrific and a little sci-fi, though, is in the movie. He's one of our favorites, Mr. Nicolas Cage. He is in a movie that is currently out in theaters at the time of this recording. We went out to the theater to see it. We made a special trip out to the theater. We don't usually go to the theater. I just I got to where I just didn't like the three-hour theater experience. Mm -mm. No. You know, it's an hour-and-a-half movie, and there's like an hour of previews beforehand. Well, this was a very pleasant experience and a very, very good movie. I can't wait to talk about it. Faith, let's get right to it. What is tonight's movie? The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. Is that what it's called? I always get the title like completely backwards. I want to say I've been wanting to say the extraordinary weight. I want to say like the massive something. Yeah, it's it's the unbearable weight of massive talent. It's a lot to take in. And it stars. That's what she said. There it is. It stars (laughs) the one and only... Nicholas Cage, and you know what that means, Faith. What does that mean? It's time for the Nicholas Cage theme song. Yes. Are you ready? Oh, I'm so Here we ready. go. <laughs> All the dialogue is either whispered or screamed. Oh, no, no, not the beast! Not the beast! Ah! Oh, my eyes! Everything in the movie is on fire. Am I getting through to you, Alpha? I said, put the bunny back in the box. Calm down, Nick. Let's do our self-esteem exercises where we pay each other compliments. We're going to have a three-way with the Declaration of Independence. (laughs) All right, before we get into it, I have a really quick funny story. I played a gig recently. If you don't know, if you haven't listened to the show, or if this is your first time listening, welcome. Uh, I'm a musician. I was playing a gig recently at a cigar bar. And Con Air was on TV, and there were 20 people around the TV watching <laughs> Con Air. It was right at the end of the movie with the bunny. Oh, yeah. That's amazing. How oh, yeah. Did one you g- not watch it. One guy looks over at me and goes, This is awesome. I was like, Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> All right. Well, we are talking about the unbearable weight of massive talent. This came out April 22nd, 2022. It was directed by Tom Gormican. He's the writer director of the 2014 romantic comedy That Awkward Moment and the creator of the 2017 Adam Scott, Craig Robinson series, Ghosted. Craig Robinson is the star of a gain detergent commercial I like way too much right now. Right? I hear it all the time. I hate how much I love it. (laughs) Everybody I know loves that commercial. He's a gainiac. (laughs) He's washing his drawers. (laughs) It was co-written by Kevin Etten, who wrote for The Late Show with David Letterman, Desperate Housewives, and Workaholics. It stars Nicolas Cage as... Nicholas Cage. Mm-hmm. It was a stretch. It's the role he was born to play. <laughs> We've got Pedro Pascal of the Mandalorian fame and Narc as Cage superfan Javi. We have Sharon Horgan as Olivia Cage's fictional ex-wife. Tiffany Haddish. Is it Haddish or Hadish? I've heard it both ways. I've heard it both ways, too. Uh, she's in it, along with Ike Barinholz as Vivian and Martin, CIA agents charged with watching Javi's compound. Alessandra Mastronardi as Gabriella, the apple of Javi's eye. Lily Sheen, she's the daughter of Kate Beckinsale. She's Addie, Cage's fictional daughter. Neil Patrick Harris is Richard Fink, Cage's agent. And Nicholas Kim Coppola appears in the movie as Nicky Cage. He's a little bit of Nicholas Cage's psyche that appears. Mm-hmm. 1990s era Nicholas Cage. Here's the setup for this. Nicholas Cage plays a fictionalized version of himself and gets caught up an international adventure when he accepts a $1 million payday to appear at Superfan Javi's birthday party. Cage had turned down this film three or four times before director Gormican wrote him a note that persuaded the actor to appear in the film. Cage is getting some of the best reviews of his career in a role he said he was nervous to play. The film is receiving positive critical reviews, and some have speculated that this may be a new phase of Cage's career. He is fond of saying this in this film that he didn't go anywhere. We know that he hasn't gone anywhere. It might appear that he went away, but he really hasn't gone away. He's made uh, 99% of all the movies that have been made in the past 10 years. He's (laughs) appeared in them. And well, here we go. Uh, We're going to 
limit this. We're not going to give spoilers because I really believe you need to see this movie in a theater. Mm-hmm. I believe it too. I believe you need to see this movie with an audience. I believe that you need to see this movie with friends. And especially if you're into Nicolas Cage, you need to see this movie. To to spoil this movie would take away the beauty right. of this movie. So, But there are things we can talk about in relation to the movie that have nothing to do with the plot. And I think that's going to be a lot more fun conversation. Anyway, so let's go back to 2019. I will never forget this. I was on the Internet Movie Database, and they had on the news blurb they said Nicolas Cage in talks to star as himself (laughs) in a movie and they had the the basic setup which I just gave you he was going to play himself he was going to go to a party and he's going to have to uh, act out some of his more famous characters to get out of a high stakes situation I called everybody I knew and I said dude Nicolas Cage is going to play himself in a movie this is going to be amazing this is this is it we've you know we survived the Mayan calendar Mm-hmm. You know, in 2012, and yeah. this this is the payoff right here. Yeah, Nicholas exactly. Cage is playing himself. <laughs> okay, so let's take a step back from the movie. What did you think when you heard back then, because I called you, that Nicholas Cage was going to be playing himself <laughs> in a movie? Oh, I mean, my first thought is, who else would do this and who else could do this, you know? <laughs> It like, seemed it seemed the next logical step. Exactly. It seemed the only place we could go. Exactly. Um, we we are fans. If you haven't listened to the show before, we love him unironically mm-hmm. because there seems to be an ironic thing with Cage, where you know you love him uh, ironically. You know uh, the the kind of hipster view of him, like oh he's crazy, he's the crazy you know guy. Yeah. I think he's an artist of the highest caliber. I think this movie just proves the fact that he is an artist of the highest caliber, yeah. and I, and. What I like about it is other people are appreciating him and getting it. And we'll get into that in just a second. Again, without spoiling it, because I don't want to spoil this movie. No, no, no. Um, So I heard it. I heard that. I thought, well, of course, like this is this is where this is the only thing he can do. This is where (laughs) we're at. And so then let's couple that right around 2019, late 18, 2019. Okay, so Nicolas Cage was paying off a pretty heavy tax debt. Mm-hmm. And I think we can all sympathize with that because who likes paying the tax man, right? Nobody. On a complete side note, and a very quick side note, have you ever noticed that the government and bureaucracy is inefficient at most everything except for taking your money? Right. Man, they take that money real they quick, are right? They're so good at that. They're real good at it. So he was on a plan. He was he was doing movies after movie, movie after movie to to get that debt paid. Okay, but right around 2018, and some of those movies were were of better quality than others. Some were hit, some were miss. Um, but he was always very interesting in those movies, mm-hmm. and he considers that ten year period to be the most interesting of his career. And he says he got better as an actor during that period, and puts a lot of the work during that period up against his classic period and. Rightfully so. He, he's the man. He, of course. he calls it like he sees it. But <laughs> around 18, 19, Mandy happened. Mm-hmm. Then we got Color Out of Space. Mm-hmm. We got some really interesting movies happening. Like Willy's like, Wonderland. We got Willy's Wonderland. Yeah. yeah. And the um, these really, this it, it was this really fruitful period where the artist started coming out. And... I don't know so much as I don't know what the circumstances were. Were they so low budget that he could just do whatever he wanted to do? I don't know, but right. but it, there was a sense of freedom that that started popping out. And he's always been real free, but man, like but it's cage, like, yeah, it's like cage unhinged. Just, right, you know? they just let him out of the cage. They let him out. <laughs> And you're seeing so you were seeing some really interesting things from him, uh, Mandy. Amazing, amazing performance oh, in Mandy. Color out of space, which might on the surface not seem to be as interesting as some of the other ones. He's very inhibited for a lot of that, but then he becomes uninhibited. Really nuanced performance. Uh, what was the other one? Uh, Willie's Wonderland. We mm-hmm. talked about. He doesn't even speak in Willie's Wonderland. It's all <laughs> physical. It's, he's like a silent film star. So. You're seeing these things from him, and and we we've just been in awe. I haven't seen Pig yet. I understand Pig is one of the one of his best performances. Mm-hmm. It's his favorite movie 
of his that it's, he's done. It's really good. Is that really good? It's yeah. Really good. So he's been on this this real kind of winning streak, and then here comes this movie. Okay, and I'm not gonna lie. I went in. What were your expectations going into the movie? And let me just say, we it was great. I mean, I bought tickets. I told her I was like, we got tickets. We're going. She's like, okay. <laughs> Nicholas Cage. I mean, I try to keep them low, but a part of me knew that he he could do this, and, and I was expecting it to be to to be great. Even though I was still trying to kind of keep it to like okay, tempered tempered yeah. a little bit. Yeah. But I had a feeling deep down inside, like this is gonna this is gonna be amazing. <laughs> so I went in. I went in with. Uh, I was like you. I didn't want my expectations to you know start running wild because mm-hmm. I, I did I really didn't want to be disappointed because no, me neither. the critical reception on this has been so good and I didn't want to go in and be disappointed because it's happened before where it's like everybody's saying this is really great and I go watch the movie and I go I don't get I don't it, get it. I don't, yeah what do you see in here that I'm not anyway I love him I I'm so happy for him that that he's experiencing this resurgence I just I really wanted to love this movie my expectations going in were, okay, we're going to have some fun. We're going to laugh. Mm-hmm. We're gonna, uh, he's going to laugh at himself because apparently he gets the joke. And, you know, so we're going to make a little bit of fun of him. He's going to make a little bit of fun of himself. And at the end of the day, you know, it's, we're going to have, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be great. I didn't think they were going to be cheap laughs, but right. I was expecting, you know, a little self-deprecating yeah. humor in here. I was so pleasantly surprised at what we got because this thing actually has layers upon layers upon layers. It and does. it's not just, ha ha, here's Nicolas Cage playing Nicolas Cage. This thing, I, I have said it's like Tropic Thunder, the great 2008 film with Ben Stiller, Jack Black, and Robert Downey Jr., which is kind of an inside Hollywood movie. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite comedies oh, of all time. <laughs> And all three of those guys are amazing in that movie, but we all know who the real star is, <laughs> Downey. <laughs> it's like that by way of like a European character piece. Exactly. That is deconstructing film because this movie is really enamored with movies. Mm-hmm. It talks about movies and the creative process and not just acting, but writing and really storytelling and myth making mm-hmm. and things like that. And then it focuses itself into like a 90s era Nicolas Cage action movie. You know, like the last third becomes this <laughs> Cage action film, you know, a little bit of National Treasure and and Con Air and and you know just that kind of uh, right. of thing, you know, thrown in, and it it surprised the hell out of me. Me too. Like that this thing was so good mm-hmm. that it was as deep and and meaningful. It's it's a meaningful movie. That's the thing. It really, and is. it's a lot like him, I think, in real life, mm-hmm. and I think. What's really amazing about this is, uh, and he's on record as saying he's nothing like the character in this movie. I think by by showing you what he's not, you're really seeing who he really is. And I love that. I love that they pulled this little trick on us yeah, with I this. Do, I do too. So what did you think of Nick Cage playing Nick Cage? What did you think of Nick Cage, the character in this? Because he's a whole lot of fun, isn't he, he? He is a whole lot of fun. He He's always a whole lot of fun, though. Like, yeah. I mean, obviously he has some movies that aren't amazing, but you still get excited watching him and just seeing him. I don't know about you. I mean, he's, I'm, he's one of the few actors. It doesn't matter how bad the movie that's is. That's what I'm and, saying. And, 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 and look, look, he's made some some turkeys in the past ten yeah. years, and he's admitted that. But some of the films during his classic period weren't that great either. Yeah, exactly. But he's always interesting to watch, you know. Yeah, you always look forward going into the movie that Nick Cage is in because you don't know what you're going to get. You don't know what kind of, you know, David Lynch, performance. Uh, David Lynch of Twin Peaks, uh, he directed Cage in Wild at Heart. And he there's a quote attributed to him where he says he's the jazz musician of, of cinema. And he really is. I've said that before. He reminds me of a great... Uh, jazz player in that he can he can solo and he can give you a whole bunch of colors but he can also lay back mm-hmm. you know so he can give you a whole bunch of notes he, but he can lay back and give you space and and 
you know, we love uninhibited cage. They, they call that cage rage. We love that, but we also love the quieter moments with him. And this movie, you get, you get all of it. You do. What, what I love about it is uh, Tom Gormican really is respectful of the public persona. You know, it, he gets it, you know, because it's making fun of the fact he's in all these movies. He's been making bad movies. He wants to be in good movies, but they're not letting him be in good movies. The fact that he's really kind of walked away from Hollywood, mm-hmm. you know, and and that he's taking money. He needs the money to pay off debt and he's going to be at a party. That's something you would associate with Paris Hilton, not one of the greatest <laughs> artists, you know, of our time. You know, yes. and and here it is. But then the movie is also about fandom and being a fan of film and being a fan of certain actors. And there's a real sweetness to it. And it doesn't undercut that. Pedro Pascal is very good in this. I'm not a huge fan of his. Um, I like him, but it's not like, okay, yeah, Pedro Pascal, you know. Um, right. He is so good in this. He is so good. And it's amazing that this movie takes a whole bunch of actors that I really don't care for. And if you like them, that's fine. But Tiffany Haddish, I'm not a fan of. Ike Barinholtz, I'm not a big fan of. No. Uh, Pedro, you know, I, I like Pedro uh, probably the most out of out of the group. Uh, Neil Patrick Harris, not a fan of. And I liked all of them in this. They're all wonderful in they this. They really it's, are. Yeah, you know, it's it's amazing. It's yeah. amazing. You know, this cast. I think I looked over at you and I was like, nobody's bothered me yet. <laughs> yeah. And I don't mean that rudely, but they're not. Right. You know, sometimes. You know, they're just not my favorite of, of actors. <laughs> right. And and this movie really speaks, you know, universally to people because he is having conversations with his 1990 era self, uh, the more successful version of himself. And it's almost like, you know, in the old cartoons when you have the devil, you know, pop up on, right. the, on the left side, you know, and telling him he needs to be back on top and this and this and that. And you've got a man here in middle age who is very content wanting to be dad and, and, you know, and, and wanting to be uh, family centered, you know, and it's just, it's got so much in it. It really does. It really, really does. And again, I implore all of you out there, please go see this movie and support movies like this. Mm -hmm. We are living in this age of, you know, I, I enjoy the comic book movies as much as everybody else does. And they've been doing a lot of box office. So apparently everybody's really enjoying uh, apparently them. So. <laughs> um, but you know, there's a, there's a cookie cutter aspect. They've become formulaic. A lot of them, you know, they have, they have. And you know, here you have this really fresh original piece, you know, and it's taken, like I said, Tropic Thunder and these different things and yes. it's all mashed them together. But then you've got Nicholas Cage in it doing cage, literally doing cage in the movie. <laughs> literally. And, and it's this really fresh, invigorating thing with like really deep, meaningful humor, deep, meaningful subject matter, mm-hmm. deep, meaningful emotionality, you know, to yeah. steal a phrase from, from Tropic Thunder. So <laughs> I, I was really blown away by it. I was, I was blown away by how funny it was, uh, what a meditation it is on life, mm-hmm. you know, um, and I think, you know, uh, I'll, I'll, I said I wasn't going to spoil the movie. I'm going to give you one line from the movie that I think is very important. It's, you know, we, we so often these people, be they actors or sports stars, you know, we expect a lot from them, mm-hmm. you know. And, you know, we will bitch and moan, you know, oh, they're overpaid and all this, you know. Well, there's a market for all that, you know. But you get these, there there are men and women out there who are legitimately trying to be artists, you know, and, and legitimately trying to uh, practice their craft. I I understand this being a musician, you know, I play a lot of private parties, you know, which means I'm doing a lot of wedding receptions, which means I'm playing a lot of music that I might not necessarily want to play. Right. But it is uh, paying my bills. Mm-hmm. And it's allowing me to to perform with very talented people. So it's not a bad thing, you know, it, you know, you have right. to keep that in mind. So, but Pedro Pascal tells him at one point in the movie, because the cage character wants to quit acting. He says, you can't quit acting. Your acting makes people happy. If you turn your back on acting, you turn your back on the world and you make the world a worse place 
because you're not bringing joy Mm -hmm. to the world. You're Mm -hmm. not practicing your craft. And I think it's a really important lesson for anybody involved in a creative endeavor. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, we're all part of it. You know, the storytelling. Exactly. It's also nice to hear. What what medium you're in. Right. It's also nice to hear because I feel like we're lacking some joy in this world. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. Absolutely. That was that was a nice. I think people need to hear that. I, I yeah, and and I I have gotten great joy from Nicolas Cage's performances. Me too. And again, I want to go back. It's it's in an unironic way, you know, because it's it's real easy to make fun of this guy, and it's real easy to make fun of something you might not understand, you know. Right. And let me tell you something. He gets the joke. I mean, he drops nouveau shamanic in this <laughs> new. And if you're not familiar with what the nouveau shamanic thing is, look it up. Uh, it was during the Ghost Rider or Spirit of Vengeance press junket where he started talking about nouveau shamanism. And my God. OK, so I told the story about 2019 when I heard, you know, they were doing this movie and I called everybody. I knew I was like, dude, they're doing Nicolas Cage is playing himself. I saw this this interview in 2011 and called like everybody I knew. You know, it was like, oh, dude, Cage is talking about nouveau shamanism. Like, <laughs> what's nouveau shamanism? Uh, uh, well, uh, nouveau shamanism is uh, I, I'd paint my face. You know, <laughs> it, it was it's wonderful. And the thing that I love about it is he is completely, completely sold on it. It's not a joke to him, and nor is it ridiculous when you get into really what he's what he's talking about because he's talking about you know how villages back in the day had shamans and the shamans would act out you know these morality uh tales these mm-hmm. morality fables teaching a lesson teaching you know a social moral yeah. or, or things like this and they would wear mat they were like the first actors and they would wear masks and and so he was taught and they they'd wear different you know cost you know ornate kind of costume stuff yeah and he would do things, uh, Cage would do things like paint his face, you know. Uh, and I think, especially like with Ghost, Ghost Rider, Spirit of Vengeance, because he, he was CG for some of it. So he had like uh, paint on his face. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he, he did himself up like war paint. And he had like objects in his jacket, you know, like power objects, something that meant something to him. And, you know, and to me, it's like, you know, uh, he's bringing it back to like antiquity. Like, no, 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 it's not crazy. And, no. he's, and he's calling it new shamanism, you know, it, which it's kind of what it is. Nouveau. And he, he even said, like, well, I like it because it sounds French. You know? <laughs> yes. <laughs> but uh, anyway, but yeah, yeah but uh, but no, he drops nouveau shamanism in the movie. It's great. Yeah. He goes there with the bees, the bees from from the Wicker Man. So he gets it. He, yeah, he, he really does. And uh, the world's a much better place having him in it. It's oh, it he, really he occupies is. a really special corner of my heart. I, I, I really, <laughs> I really enjoy. Him. He is he is my my favorite actor. He's my favorite uh, performer to watch. Yeah. There's something really really neat and uh, invigorating about him. There is. There really is. No, he really he really does bring so much joy. At least to me, I just yeah. I love when I put on a Nicolas Cage movie, you know. Absolutely. Regardless how, how Absolutely. You know, how great or not it is. Quick uh quick little story uh before we we take a short break. Uh I was talking to a friend of mine. He's a he's a really great keyboard player. And something came up about Cage. This was a while back. Something came up about Cage and I mean, he just he he just stopped and he went, "Bruh. When he when he hit around 86, 87, he's like he's like, "Bro, we just stopped." You know, we, we, you know, we were, we were all into it. Like, mm-hmm. he's like, it was this thing. Like it was, it was this new thing we'd never seen. So kind of cool. It's yeah, kind of it cool. And I was there, I was, I was there for, I remember him. I remember Peggy Sue got married and raised in Arizona as a kid. And I remember, you know, I had never seen anything like that before. You know, that's, mm-hmm. you know, he was kind of cartoonish, you know, and that's what's so neat about him is he's such a serious actor and he knows the craft. But yet he brings in these really interesting influences like comic books and the German films, the silent films. And when we get back, I want to talk a little bit about what he's going to be doing next. Yes. (laughs) Because I think we're all pretty excited about it. I I am. and, And after seeing this movie, really, really, really excited about it. So before we take a break, this is this pretty much the end of, of the uh 
unbearable weight of massive talent section of the show. Like I, I loved it. I, oh, I, I absolutely really loved it. I really loved it. I feel like this is a career high for him. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this is a nice pivot point towards him. If he wants to start doing bigger things again, I would love to see that if he wants to keep doing smaller independent cinema, whatever he wants to do and whatever he's most comfortable with. I, okay I want to see him. <laughs> I want to see this man practice his craft at, at a high level because I think movies are better when when he's doing his thing. But this is a this is a really a must see movie. You've got to see this movie. If you're it, a fan of really action is. films, Nicolas Cage or just, you know, unique films. It's 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 the thing. It is it's, it, it, it's, it's so good. Yeah. I was I was very impressed with and this. And see it with an audience. Yes. Please see it with an audience. It, it plays much better. We had a small audience in our screening, but they were all there because they love they love Nicholas Cage. <laughs> and the funny thing is, when the lights came up, we all talked to each other. Mm-hmm. It, it was it was really kind of sweet. It like was. it was really sweet. So good stuff. It's the so whole good. cast is great. He's amazing. It's a great story. It's it, they pull this thing off, and uh, go see it. Go see yes, it. Yes, go see it go right see now. It. Well, uh, let's finish the show. <laughs> then go see it. All right, we're going to take a very short break. We have all of the fake news not fit to print, so stay tuned for that. I am Dan. And I am Faith. And we'll see you on the other side. Watching a recent baseball game, the announcers noted that the batter was a switch-hitting catcher. I don't care what the man does in his personal life. My only question is whether or not the man can play baseball. Why do we have to label everything? Iconic actor, legendary personality, and Los Angeles Lakers superfan Jack Nicholson recently turned 85. We here at the Late Night Fright would like to wish Jack a very happy birthday. Would you like to know what Jack didn't do on his birthday? Watch the Lakers in the NBA playoffs. They didn't make it. Lots of drama. Better luck next year, Jack. I recently watched the three-hour Robert Pattinson Batman film, currently streaming on HBO Max. It was spotty for a while, but somehow I managed to finish the whole thing. How did I feel after I finished it? Way more emo. Also... I never want to hear that Nirvana song ever again. I heard it's three hours of waiting for something to happen. Kind of like our show. Something in the way. Something in the way. Stop it. And that is the news. We'll see you in just a bit. Welcome back to the Late Night Fright Horror and Sci-Fi Movie Podcast. We didn't talk about horror or sci-fi tonight. We talked about Nicolas Cage. He's his own thing. We should be like the horror sci-fi slash Nicolas Cage fan. Fan cast. Fan The cage. Just the cage. He's he's a state of mind. Uh, Well, we said... uh, the Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent is an amazing film and that we were going to talk about what he's doing next. You probably know what he's doing next if you're a horror movie fan and you keep up with the news. If you don't, well, he's playing Count Dracula. Yes. For Universal yes. Studios. Oh, I cannot. In the horror wait. comedy Renfield that's coming out in a year from the time of this recording. You know, it's funny because I've been so excited about this movie that we're doing tonight and I'm so excited about the next movie and I don't get excited about a lot of movies these days you seeing, know uh seeing this movie uh seeing the unbearable weight uh and how good he was in it and how good the film is got me so excited for for dracula the oh, pictures yeah. have come out and he's wearing this red suit he's got uh the pale look i'll tell you what 
he looks like Lugosi. He really does. He really has a Lugosi look about him. He's got the big, long nails. Uh, Nicholas Holt is going to be playing Renfield. And Renfield falls in love, and he wants to quit his job as Dracula's lackey. So immediately, it it sounds like a job, you know, about a guy wanting to quit his a movie about a guy wanting to quit his job, and you have a horrible boss, and I mean, you have the worst boss, you know, <laughs> in the world here. So uh, it should be a whole lot of fun. I I, I seriously cannot wait. And they uh, the. The logo for this movie is actually hearkening back to the 1931 Dracula film, that yellow and red, mm-hmm. the same kind of slant. And it, it's the same thing. It says Renfield, though. And he said he couldn't say no to Dracula. And he gave us a little bit of a preview. And it sounds like he's doing Vampire's Kiss. He's doing <laughs> his Vampire's Kiss uh, voice in this. So, Which we learned is his father. His father. Who... Uh, incidentally, he says, and we looked up pictures, looked, looked, he passed away, uh, looked like Christopher Lee and he did kind of have a Christopher Lee vibe to him. So what can we expect from Dracula faith? What are you expecting from Nicolas Cage's Dracula? Again, I'm trying not to put them too high, but a part of me thinks he's going to kill this because, you know, he, he names all the people who've played Dracula so well, and it's all the people we love. Lee, Lugosi. I mean, so I feel like if you're already kind of comparing yourself to wanting to play like these guys because these guys killed it, I feel like then he's going to have to come in and do just as good, you know? What I like about him doing this, what it sounds like he's doing, because he did, he name dropped, there's a great interview, and he's talking about it in interviews. Mm -hmm. He's not shying away from it. He said, you know, uh, he's looking at what worked. You know, because he said right. it, he said it's worked really well, and it's it's worked not so well too. Mm-hmm. But he was name dropping specifically Bella Lugosi, Christopher Lee, mm-hmm. Frank Langella, who played it played the Count in 1979. That's a great film. We need to do that on the show. It's a really really good film. Langella is is amazing as Dracula. He talked about Gary Oldman, That's you right. know, in '92, mm-hmm. and he said, you know, uh, you look at these things and you look at what worked. And you want to take those things that worked, mm-hmm. you know, and take them and do, you know, and, and put those into your performance as well, because that works. And right. And but then you also want to do your own thing. And, and what a guy to do his own thing with this. And he already said he's bringing in the German expressionism because that man, he just he flows off of that. Mm-hmm. There's so much of that in his work. And. He talked about Max Schreck as, as you know, Count Orlock and uh, Nosferatu is something he's bringing in with the body language. And I don't know if this is going to be the definitive Dracula because I don't know that there is a definitive Dracula. Right. But I have a feeling it's going to be really good. I think so. And he talked about David Bowie as well, bringing in yeah, some David Bowie. And I, I really think this is going to be really, really, really good, mm-hmm. you know. I think it's going to be classic in its way, but it's going to be its own thing. It's going to be, it's going to be Nick Cage, you know, like that. It's going to be hopefully, his own thing. Hopefully the movie will be good. Yeah. Hopefully hope the that. movie will be good. Uh, and if the movie's not good, hopefully he's, you know, he's great in it. Yeah. I like know. that it was filmed here too. You know? Yeah. We're in uh, Baton Rouge, by the way. So it was filmed right here around us in Baton Rouge and in New Orleans. And I, I, I got, I have, I really do have high hopes for this one. I, I do too. You know, I, do too. <laughs> I really do. He looks, if you haven't seen the pictures, you got to go look at the pictures because it's fabulous. He's, he's got that white pale skin. His lips are a little purple, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like, uh, uh, it's it's a really good look. It's so good. They did they did some things to his eyebrows. His eyebrows look a little arched, uh, mm-hmm. more so than usual. <laughs> and uh, well, he's wearing his hair, so it, uh, yep. and the hair looks great too. He's got it does. slick back. It, it's very classic. It's, it, it, when it you is. see him, you go, oh yeah, he's supposed to be Dracula, mm-hmm. you know, or a vampire yeah. or uh, of some some kind. Yeah, definitely, they definitely got the look down. And and I just I think it's going to be wonderful. Yeah. And, and kudos to them for casting him. Oh, absolutely. Kudos to them for casting him because he yeah. said he couldn't say no to it. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't blame him. 
So I, I'm I'm really curious where he goes from here. Mm-hmm. I'm really curious. He's he's so interesting. It's 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 amazing. And he seems like I don't know, you know, for a guy who ate a cockroach on screen, he <laughs> seems he seems pretty <laughs> grounded for the most part. I know he's out there, you know. But uh, he seems like he seems like he'd be a good hang. So I'm going to throw this to you. I'm putting you a little on the spot, but we've talked about this before. Let's end the show with this uh, dinner party. Mm-hmm. You can have three people mm-hmm. at the dinner party. Okay, mm-hmm. who's on your list? Well, Nicholas Cage is always on my list. I'm going to steal one from you. You have Please Dan do. Aykroyd. On I have yours. Dan Aykroyd on my list. I had an f- interesting thought one night that I was like, I would throw maybe Eddie Murphy in that mix to that like because because be... Nicolas Cage and Dan Aykroyd kind of have they could probably discuss similar interests and I feel like I mean I not, don't know where Cage is on the paranormal. I know he's I'm sure he's into it. Come I know on. he's he owned the Lollery Mansion. Right? I know, yeah. Come on, yeah. he believes. For those of for those of you who are not familiar with it, Faith, tell them. Yeah, Lollery Mansion is uh, in New Orleans. The Season of American Horror Story Coven was based on that mansion and the story, and he owned it. And yeah. so obviously he has to, he has to believe. Yeah, I, I believe he has an interest in well, the he, occult. I mean, he already has a, he already has a tombstone here. Right. You know, you gotta, you gotta believe right. in that kind of stuff to. Yeah, he, he and Ackroyd, it'd be really interesting because well, Ackroyd, yeah. especially Ackroyd, how, how uh, detail oriented. Ackroyd is uh-huh. with things. I think that would be an interesting conversation. I like your idea of Eddie Murphy, though. I just feel like cause because I think Eddie they're all can so keep funny. up with that. Yeah, I feel like he could, but he he he's probably like that one that's kind of just he might not know so much about it in a way, like the you know the the interesting stuff that. <laughs> and he'd offer a funny perspective. Yes, that's what it. I'm. Picturing. I think that would be a lot of fun. So. Uh, I'm, I'm going to keep mine that you stole, but uh, Nicholas Cage <laughs> has been on that list. Like that'd just be a really oh, he's always been on interesting, <laughs> it'd be an interesting conversation on his own. Dan Aykroyd. Cause again, like you said, it, it's such an interesting pairing. Mm-hmm. Okay. I love Eddie Murphy. I'm going to, I'm going to call an audible. I'm going to go with George Norrie. Who's the okay. host of coast to coast AM. And you can see him on the Gaia streaming service. Uh, he hosts Beyond Belief. And he's an interesting dude because, you know, he talks about this stuff for a living. Right. And so it'd be really interesting if you have these two interesting personalities and you have someone that can kind of moderate it, mm-hmm. you know. And George has some great stories, too. I think that would be just a really interesting, mm-hmm. interesting evening. And I don't think I would say anything. I was going to say, I, I that's, think, that's, I think uh, I would, I would hang back and just let them yeah. talk. I don't know if you could get a word in. <laughs> Downey would be an interesting third oh, as well, yeah. but George Nor, I just think George Nori, you know, having all the information and knowledge on the esoteric occult stuff, you know, and, and, Having been being familiar with it, I think right. would make a would make a really interesting. Uh, well, I like it. Make a, <laughs> make a great. <laughs> that'd be such a great conversation, wouldn't it? Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it would. Yeah. So, if you would like to tell us who your three dinner guests would be, you can email us at late night fright podcast at gmail dot com. And uh, they have to be living. That's the thing. It has to be. It has to be living. Yeah, we're not having a séance at this dinner yeah. party. Well, I mean, it could. You don't know. Yeah, we could end up in Vegas with no pants, having a séance. We 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 don't. <laughs> you never know. know. You never really know. But uh, yeah, let us know who your three would be. Let us know what your favorite Nicolas Cage film is, and if you've seen The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, let us know what you think of that. Mm-hmm. And. Let us know what you're looking forward to in Nicolas Cage's Dracula performance. Or if you're like, no, I don't want him anywhere near this character. I think it's going to be great. If you don't want it, then you're crazy. You're crazy. <laughs> it's going to be great. Also, uh, we are, we've, we've hinted at it uh, because we did Color Out of Space a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. We hinted at it. We are going to be doing a new set of Cage Match films. And nice. the problem was we have... 10 years of <laughs> cage in the wilderness, you know, I've been, I've been, I've been direct to video. Some of them direct to video, uh, features. 
But the man himself gave a list of what he considers to be his best work in this 10-year period. And I went, aha, those are the films. Those are the films that we're going to do. So we're going to get that list together and get those movies watched and paired off and, and, and whatnot. So we're going to, we're going to get to that. Uh, We would like to thank all of you for tuning in. It is a pleasure to do this show. It's a privilege and and it's flattering when I see how many of you out there are listening. Thank you so much for your support. And we hope that you're out there doing well and that you're happy and healthy and safe and uh, go to the movies, check this movie out. I think you're really going to like it. Um, we have a movie coming up next week. We are getting back. Uh, we, we've been on a sci-fi kick recently and we sat down recently together and plotted out really kind of the next two months of the show. And, and surprisingly, a lot of it is new stuff, new stuff. Yeah. Cause we have, we, we skew classic and for no other reason than we were just looking for new stuff to watch <laughs> and we are getting back into doing horror. So, yes. so if you've been waiting for that, you know, thank you for being patient. Uh, we didn't mean to go off on the sci-fi kick. We just did. And it was <laughs> a lot of fun. We went on the fun. baseball journey. <laughs> yes, we did Field of Dreams. Yeah, that movie. we needed to do that movie. Oh, of That's course. That's a great ghost story. Um, ghost in it, of course. But um, but we're going to be doing a lot of horror movies coming up. Uh, so just as a, as a preview, Lights Out. That's on the list. Lights yes. Out is on the list. Um the movie doing with the Britta uh, from Community, the uh, one with the social media that's on the list. Don't uh, ask me what it's called. I can't no. remember what it's called right now. Game? No. What? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, we got the Quiet Place movies on the yes. list. We have, uh, we have The Cursed, which we have not the seen. The Cursed, yeah. We're looking forward to The Cursed. Uh, we've got a Robert England double feature week that uh, nary one of those films is an Elm Street movie <laughs> we're doing the midnight man and uh night world and uh, i know we've got some other stuff on that list mm-hmm. we've got um now we do have two classics we got a boris and a bella movie yes. in there too so we've got uh, return of the vampire and isle of the dead we're looking forward to getting to those i feel like i feel like we're missing a big one uh the anyway doesn't matter we'll get to them <laughs> we're gonna get to them but next week we have a movie from 2021 like i said we're going a little newer new. werewolves Within mm-hmm. a horror comedy. We have not seen it. No, but the trailer looks really good. And I saw the trailer last year or, or whenever it was, and I said, oh, this looks great. And it was one of those theater at home deals where you had to pay like you know, $30. And I was like, I don't know if I'll want to see it that much right now. Mm, but right. guess what? You can rent it. So we're going to. we're well, gonna guess what? It's also free on demand right now, like there on Showtime. So there you go. So There we go. You heard it here. You heard it here, <laughs> folks. So. This should be a lot of fun, and uh, we're also going to be doing some more television because we were reminded of how much fun we had uh, with TV Tuesdays back in the day, and so I'd like to get to some X-Files episodes and get to some other stuff you know, as well and uh, have some fun with that. So it's uh, it's just a lot of fun doing the show. Yes, so it is. It's, it's a great excuse to watch movies <laughs> <laughs> and talk about them. Exactly. Because it's fun to talk about movies. I know. So... Well, Werewolves Within from 2021 is next up. And then we've got Nicolas Cage next year as Dracula. And we'll be doing that when it comes out in Renfield. Uh, anything anything you want to add about the unbearable weight of massive talent? Uh, thoughts on Cage, Dracula, anything that we've talked about? Because I, 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 yeah, I feel like it's been, a, it's been a nice kind of expansive show tonight. Yeah, I'd like to add you know, about his performance. I feel like you kind of get to learn or you kind of get to really see sides of him that you don't normally see and it's really nice i don't know i don't know if you noticed or kind of caught that i feel like you can kind of see this maybe this softness to him that doesn't come out too often and i've been seeing a lot of um interviews with him and just reading a lot of stuff and that's really that's who he is and it's just it makes me like him so much more you know i i uh I'll, I'll finish with this, what I respect about, and you're completely right about that. And it's kind of what, um, what we were talking about earlier, where you're seeing who he really is by right. seeing who he's not, right? you know, cause they're presenting this kind of gonzo, uh, version of him, but that softness really, really mm-hmm. does come out and it's really sweet. And I think that's who he is because I read an interview with him and I really, 
really respect him for this. Uh, they asked him why he works so much, you know, and and I guess the popular perception would be because he's been paying off this debt and he has to work. And mm-hmm. he said, no, it, it, it wasn't just that. It was also he enjoys the work because it keeps him grounded and centered and it keeps him healthy. Mm-hmm. And he wakes up at the same time every day. And one thing that really struck me was the uh, first thing he does is I think he said he walks or works out or, you know, does some something, you know, uh, physical in the morning. And then uh, he calls his sons. He talks to his sons. That's the that's what he does every day. He calls he calls his sons. And I was talking to my mother about that. And we're Italian. And she said, well, he's Italian. Of course, that's what he does. <laughs> you know, but uh, yeah, there's a I think there's a real softness there. Uh, and he said that the 1990 version Nikki in the film cut a little close to home because he was an arrogant young man. And, and we all are at some point mm-hmm. in our lives. And I, I think that he revels these days in the quiet mm-hmm. and the solitude. And he talks about how much he enjoys reading at home. Mm-hmm. You know, he reads philosophy and this guy, this guy, this guy's very intelligent. He's, he's he not a dummy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and his interests are wide and varied, and he reads, you know, philosophy. And I know he likes comic books. So I mean, he he he's a, he's well read. He comes from a very artistic family. Mm-hmm. His uncle made the Godfather films. You know, his mm-hmm. aunt was in Rocky. You know, and, and his father was a professor of literature. So he comes he comes from an artistic family, mm-hmm. and it's and and you're right. I think the best part about this is you're really getting to see you know, who he is. And, and I think that's who he is because I, I've noticed in interviews, he's been so thoughtful, mm-hmm. you know, and, and blissfully clueless about some things, you right. know, because he doesn't have social media and, and he does his own thing. I think this is what we're going to close with. I think secretly people who love Nicolas Cage and people who don't really care for Nicolas Cage. I think we all secretly want to be Nicolas Cage. <laughs> and let me tell you why, because Nicholas Cage marches to the beat of his own drummer. He does it unapologetically. He seems very comfortable in his own skin mm-hmm. and he really doesn't care what you think. The dude was doing an interview in a white sequin coat, a white t-shirt, black leather pants and boots. And he goes, oh, I really don't get why people, you know, get so obsessed with me. And I'm like, really? Like, look <laughs> at yourself, you know, look at, but he, he doesn't apologize for who he is. He doesn't apologize for, for how quote unquote out there he is. He doesn't apologize for naming his son Kalel. He doesn't apologize for any of it, nor should he, No. nor should he. He is an artist of the highest caliber. I love him dearly. I would love to get him on the show. (laughs) I would love to just meet him and just shake his hand and say, thank you, man. You, you, you make life very interesting. You know, bring joy to us. He brings great joy. And at the end of the day, isn't that the most important thing? This guy's making the world a better place through his art. We're having this conversation here right now. We're not talking about politics and we're not talking about uh, any other crap that's going on in the world. And we're talking about this guy who is just a, a master craftsman at the top of his game. It, and we're watching a comeback in the quote unquote really? comeback huh. in the making. Cause he really didn't go anywhere, nah. but uh, very exciting. Very exciting. But yeah, I love that though. I love what you said that he, you, you're getting to see a side of him that, that, that you might not you know see except well, for put down the bunny. Well, know, yeah. Well, that. one last thing, you know, Again, he's doing these. He's doing more interviews, obviously, because you know he's got a new movie come out. And you got to talk to people. I like that we learned that he turned down movies such as like The Matrix and Lord of the Rings to stay home with his son. Like, yeah, he could have been like, oh no, I'll go do it. You know, money. And they would have paid him a lot of money yes, to go make those have. movies because that's late nineties. I mean, he was still still the man. You know, he's at that like, time. No, don't don't want to don't want to leave my family. And I love that there's so many facets to this guy. There's, uh, you know, the early Cage stuff, the real character work, you know, uh, uh, family drama type stuff and family comedy, too, with Raising Arizona and Moonstruck. And mm-hmm. that that thing is in this movie. Then you've got the action films that he was in. And that thing is in this movie, you know, and, and the kind of gonzo side of him. It's all in this movie. It's all there. 
It's, it's really all there. It's and I fantastic. Think, <laughs> and what I love about him, too, is he's he's been the same. And I think we're finally catching up to him, mm-hmm. you know, a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think I think it's it's, you know, people are going, wow, he, this guy is kind of awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he really is kind of awesome. Yeah. So if you haven't seen Color Out of Space, check that out. We did an episode on that recently. That is an amazing film. He's amazing in it. Uh, we kind of sort of did Mandy. We need to do a proper episode on Mandy, but yeah. check out Mandy. Uh, he's he's just really been good recently. He's really really been good, and yes. and he thinks the the past ten years are the best of his career. He's become a better actor. And listen, if it took that to get us to this point then with okay. this movie, <laughs> and this is is rolling over into Dracula, man, I'm excited. I'm so excited about what he's going to do with that character and what he's going to be doing in the future. And we will be watching and we will be covering that. Well, always. Always. <laughs> so, all right. Well, I, th- I think that's about it I for think the night. Yeah. You think that's it? It feels like it's that time, doesn't it? It does. Thank you again for tuning in. If you would like to talk to us, you can at late night fright podcast at gmail.com. As always, thank you so much for tuning in. It means a whole lot. Faith? Should we snap our fingers? I think we should. Should we see if the magic happens? Let's do it. All right. All right. Here we go. On three. On three. Ready? One, two, three. There it is. Time to say goodbye. The music. (laughs) The music. Remind me after the show is over, I want to test the theory. You can do Beetlejuice three times if we say Nicolas Cage, Nicolas Cage. (laughs) I'm not going to say it a third time. Will he pop up? That'd be kind of cool. That'd be really cool, wouldn't it? It would. That'd be really cool. Let's do it. Cage and Keaton need to do something. Yes. Need to do something. All right. Well, Werewolves Within is up next. We hope you have a great week. And we hope you tune in next week. We'll see you then. Faith, take us home. May your coffin be cozy and your sarcophagus warm. May the light of the moon keep you safe from harm. Be you vampire, spook, specter, or beast. Always remember, keep keep your your monster monster on on a leash. leash. See you on the other side.